This is Being Awesome with Rob Springer. There I was, BotCon 2006. My friends and I, we tend to kind of take over a portion of the lobby at these things. And, you know, whenever we uh, need to take a break from the convention or get together or whatever, we come to that one little area of the lobby. It's like our designated place each year. And that's just kind of where we hook up. Well, it was about midday, and I decided to take a little break from the con and come sit down in our little place. And sure enough, there's a good group of us there. Some, some of us had went over to the hotel bar to get beers and some were just kind of lounged out and you know, whatever. Well, I was sitting there in the lobby in our little area and I had bought a uh, bootleg Megatron, a bootleg G1 Megatron that went by the name of destroy Monarch. And I had done carried the thing around me, the whole convention. You can ask Ant from TFU. I was just kind of pointing it at people going hands up and bang bang and all sorts of stuff that was really dangerous don't ever do that that was really irresponsible of me and funny but <laughs> um i was in the lobby sitting there with with, with my beer and kind of transforming this little bootleg megatron back and forth and this old man walks over and sits down in our little area and no you know and no one's really paying him attention it's kind of like okay whose old man is this and the old man just starts talking to me, and he's like, what you got there? And I was like, oh, it's a uh, toy robot. And he goes, oh, mechanical man, huh? And I'm like, yeah, me mechanical man. And he was like, the government, they don't want us to know about mechanical men. And he, he went on to tell me how the government has satellites talking to sharks in the ocean, controlling them. And a little bit later, he got up and left. And I sat to myself and I said, why would the government be controlling sharks? I mean, sharks are cool and all, but unless we're underwater, they're kind of useless. I, yeah, I don't know. But what I do know is that this is being awesome. The podcast about loving Transformers and having fun. I'm Rob. And that story is a decade old. It's kind of hard to believe. But you know what, guys? This week in awesome, New York Comic Con's going on right now. And it's really cool stuff's popping out. Diecast and, you know, Ant from TFU, they're there getting all sorts of news for us and pop putting it online. It's you know, if you listen to RFC proper this week, you've heard their um, their contribution to the show where they Kilby edited in, and it's like, man, I wish I was there with them. It sounds like I had so much fun. I really want to try one of those little Big Macs. I guess little, you know, just baby Macs. I'd love to try those. But um, you guys want to mail me one? I'm sure it'll be good by the time it gets to Georgia. <laughs> but. One of the things, you know, they're showing, you know, this week is, of course, is all the Titans Return stuff. And everyone knows how much I love Titans Return. So seeing all these things like Six Shot and all the new Titan Masters and stuff, it's just so cool. One thing that got me is, you know, the uh, Black Shadow toy. Everyone's saying it's obviously an Overlord, overlord uh, toy. 
like the first use of the mold or whatever. And it totally is. And I was the first saw those posters. I didn't posters pictures. I thought he was a Voyager toy. So I was totally like, Oh man, that's just a remold of that Megatron. And then I found out I was a leader. I was like, Oh, okay. never mind. I was wrong. And I started noticing like, Hey, that Megatron, who's going to be a Blitzwing, isn't too dissimilar from that larger toy, Black Shadow, that's going to be over... Do you think they're also sharing engineering from larger toys and smaller toys? I mean, it's possible. It's just kind of weird that way. Whatever works, though. I mean, it's a totally cool-looking figure. I'm really excited for all this stuff. And, you know, everyone knows I love Robots in the Skies, and... You know, the the Combiner Force uh, extension of the brand is starting up here soon. And that stuff looks super cool, too. I mean, the uh, larger uh, larger toys that they make for the kids, the simpler, I guess, three-step changers or whatever, they're coming with Minicons, which they've already been doing. But they're coming with more Minicons, uh, you know, as part of it. And what's neat is, uh, I forget the name of the little subline of it, uh, I guess they're replacing the two packs with the the battle armor two packs, where it was the um, almost uh, I guess legend size uh, robot red character, excuse me, <laughs> uh, that would come with power armor that would also form into a weapon and a minicon. I guess those are being replaced by this. It's these little cool two packs, I think they're calling them Crash Bash or something. These awesome two packs of combiners, where they're awesome modular combat combiners, you know. Like, say, Optimus comes a strong arm, and the two can merge to make, I think they call it Prime Strong or something. That's neat. And, like, strong arm can become a pair of legs for any combiner, and Optimus can be a top for any combiner. That's pretty neat. It's like, everyone's comparing it to Energon, which is true. Energon had the same uh, gimmick going on. But, you know, this is a, a top's only a top, and a bottom's only a bottom. And Energon went both ways and had all the articulation. So this is a more this is a more simplified toy. These uh, these guys are, you know, they're they're neat looking toys, but they're simple, and meaning that this is kind of this is a simpler uh, process. So it makes me think more of Land Cross. And you know, Land Cross toys could also turn into a pair of legs or a a top or a bottom. So, but. It seems, it seems to lend itself more to Land Cross to me, and I really like Land Cross. Either way, I'm really excited for these. I love the way the designs look, especially the new characters. I really can't wait to get my hands on these things. I'm actually um, going to write a uh, zone-based post about them this weekend, or hopefully before then, if time allows. And my thoughts will probably be better articulated there. So check out zone-based for my better-worded thoughts on a, this Combiner Force thing, because it looks so cool. I mean, my, my, I made a, the comment before that there's a way as a fan, you get excited about things and, uh, this combiner force stuff is really getting that sort of excitement at me. Like that sort of, Oh man, like this, that sense of happiness and excitement that you just kind of get, you know, also, uh, robots in the skies for season three. I mean, two season 2.5, which is a weird way to go about it. I think it's already started up in Canada and we're kind of waiting for it to start showing here in America. My DVR is set to record it whenever it starts. Um, sort of like a half season, I guess to serve as a bridge to put some episodes on TV till season three starts and season three will be more combiner force focused from what I understand. And, uh, Spoiler warning, you know, the, the Autobots that can combine will fight a new team of Decepticons that are a lot of combiner. I, I want to see who this Decepticon is. I hope we get a cool toy of it.
Um, also a neat thing Diecast mentioned on the show. He asked the Hasbro guys, is there any word on what the new official convention will be? And they said, give us about a month for an announcement. And I was just like, okay, that's lining up because I was figuring ever since the whole deal with fun publications happened and whatnot, that it would probably be closer to the end of the year till we find out something because they, they probably can't legally say anything until that, um, you know, license starts expiring and what's that December 14th. So they probably have to wait till about then to legally do so. And I'm excited to see what comes because I'd, I'd really like to go to an official convention again. I love my unofficial ones, no doubt, but it would be nice to go to like a, uh, one with a Hasbro presence again, just to see all the products and all the stuff that comes with it. Like, you know, the stuff, you know, it's cool. If I had my way, I'd go to every convention all year long, but, uh, I, I, I'm only a middle-class person, so I can really can't do that. But, uh, it'd be cool to go an official one again. I'd like, to, I'd love to do the, the hat trick of go to BotCon and TFCon each year. That'd be really cool. I guess we all can dream, huh? <laughs> well, I'm going to stop rambling here, and I'm going to skip over to the Q&A portion of the show, which, as everyone knows, the Q&A portion is fueled by a thread I pop up in Talk Transformers every so often, and that Talk Transformers is the best place to talk Transformers online and the official partner of being awesome. So go over to Facebook and join that group if you're not already, and sooner or later I'll pop up the thread and you can contribute. Or you know what? You can just ask me there and I'll throw it into my pool of questions. I I was full of energy before I sat down and started recording today, so I guess I'm <laughs> falling asleep. Oddly enough, the uh, hurricane in Florida that's going up the coast has kind of altered my uh, workflow, and I've just got a lot of extra work on me right now just because everything's nuts. Woo. <laughs> I'm getting loopy. So let me let me answer this question and uh hopefully not zone off into too much weird stuff as I'm doing it. Uh this week's question comes from Bailey Viss. Our pal Computron 2. Bailey goes on to ask, is there any Autobot or Decepticon you'd like to see get a chance to lead their respective teams who hasn't yet and why? Thanks. Oh, thanks, Rob. Hey, that's a great question. And I like normally I don't have a clear cut answer because you know I'm assuming you're talking about just Autobots or Decepticons not Dinobots or Stunicons or whatever and my my thought is I've always had this kind of idea that'd be a cool story of like say you know the Autobots have and Maximals have like a Autobot of Elders type of thing usually in uh, most story settings. And I, I, I have this idea that'd be cool if... Um, Storyline, like... You got your Decepticons, your higher-up Decepticons, like... Um, <clears throat> like Straxus and Geaxis and Clinch and all them. I think it'd be cool to see a bunch of those guys sort of uh, form up a committee to basically take over from Megatron and lead the Decepticons as a committee. Because it's like, he is just nuts and out of control. And he's, you know, megalomaniac and every nasty thing you can say. And Decepticons are starting to kind of lose lose faith in their leadership. And this idea of a, 
of a committee of high-ranking Decepticons would take over. And that's 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 kind of what I would think in that in that situation. Hit the boom stand, my mistake. <laughs> I think that would uh make for a cool uh leadership story. I answered that question a lot quicker than I thought I would. So I'm gonna go ahead and answer another question just uh so the show is a little longer than ten minutes. The next question comes from J. Aaron Poole, my main man. J. Aaron, J. Aaron, he goes on to ask, couldn't help but to ask a wrestling-related Transformers question, so here goes. If you could have one Transformers universe or continuity invade another Transformers universe, a la the NWO invading the WCW, who would it be and how would it go down? That's a good question. And we're talking about universes invading other universes. And I, I like to, I, I, I'm going to just kind of shoot, shoot somewhere different. I was just talking about robots in disguise and, you know, I'm not talking about prime or war for Cybertron or anything in that weird, really string of relation that it's that robots in disguise sits with, you know, transformers in this universe, but the cast of robots in disguise, I think it'd be neat to see them invade the, uh, the old Japanese shows like master force, or whatever, like imagine still jaw in the pack popping up in master force. And, um, you got Genrai and the crew dealing with these, uh, pretenders and overlord. And here's this wolf truck being really sly, you know, and really deceitful. And then, you know, of course, as season two of red went, you know, He'd probably worm his way into a leadership role with the current Decepticons or something. I could see that being neat. Or, you know, we're talking about invasion, so to say. Wouldn't be... You guys remember that movie? Uh, it was a TV movie. I think it's on video. Uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles Forever, where the, uh, the uh, 80s, early 90s version of the Ninja Turtles merged with the early 2000s one in a team-up, like they were a, a team-up together, crossover, whatever you call it. What if Rescue Bots went in an adventure with the movie crew? Because the movie crew is just like hardcore and, you know, like Hound just killed an animal, an alien, because it was ugly, you know. And here's Blades just being all kind of nervous. You know, that that would be kind of fun and probably bad unless it was written really well. But I could see that being fun. I'd really like to see um, if we're going to talk about sort of these elsewhere's type ideas. What if the crew from the uh, Marvel G2 comic crossed some universal thing and got into it with the crew from the... Uh, Uh, <laughs> regeneration one comic i had to i blanked on the name there uh, i was like reformation regen <laughs> but the regeneration one crew got into it with the generation two crew basically because as far as storyline goes you know g2 was the continuation of the marvel g1 comic well when they did the regeneration one simon just kind of overwrote g2 and you know it didn't happen well of course certain <clears throat> some of the events from g2 still took place within regeneration one 
you know, it was different. So imagine if the, if the, uh, super nineties, extreme transformers of the G2 comic that were like, it was pretty violent, you know, and regeneration one was pretty violent too. It was like reading a, uh, ABC warriors or something, but like, I can see those two getting into it, like different versions of violence and Simon Furman at his like most fever dreamed, you know, in, you know, Transformers writing. What if those two got into it? Cause it used to be like parallel dimensions that are a little more similar than you would think offhand. That'd be pretty neat. Well, dude, that was a great question. Thanks for it. Thanks for asking. And everyone, if you got any questions or talking points or comments or whatever, check out Talk Transformers. I'll post a thread up here in a couple of weeks, and you can add to it there. Or if not, you could just shoot me a message right there, and I'll add you to the pool. It'll be great. Wow, that sounded horrible. It'll be great. But it totally would be if you guys did that. And guys, being awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun, needs to go to bed. But before I do that, you can find Being Awesome and all of all of the other Radio Free Cybertron uh, shows all at tfradio.net. And that's where you get all of our shows and showtimes and ways to get us, with, how, however you can find a way to download our shows and uh, or stream them, you know. And while you're there, you can check out our Amazon links. And that's an easy way to help support us without paying anything extra. You know, just go to Amazon like you normally would to buy stuff. Just go through those links. That's it. Isn't that kind of cool? It's kind of far out. Well, guys, I'm Rob. And I am the crystal ship pulled up to dock about 10 minutes ago. And I'm about to get on it and, and sail on off into Never Never Land. It's, hopefully, this dream will be like a normal dream and not like a scene out of Phantasm. Because that whole movie is just like a feature-length fever dream. And I just hope those little ball things don't come flying around the corner. <laughs> but you can find me online on Twitter and Instagram at RoboRobSpringer. And check out my personal site. You know, my... I guess it's a blog. I don't know what to call it. But you can check it out at www.zonebase.org. That's zonebase.org. I'm saying it again because I don't feel like I said it clearly. Everyone, thanks for listening. And I'll totally be back next week, hopefully with some caffeine. You know, you start getting sleepy and you get that kind of dizzy thing going on. And you're like, did I did I take some bad medication or something? What's Oh, I need to go to sleep. That's what's going on. You know, I don't, I don't go to sleep like everyone else does. Most people, they go, oh, it's time for me to go to bed. I got to get up in the morning. I should go to bed now so I can get plenty of sleep. And they go and they lay down in bed and they close their eyes and they're out asleep. I'm not like that. I just, I can go to bed like knowing I need to be up in the morning or a relative time period. And I can go lay down and I'll be wide awake. You know, I have to like hit my wall to go to sleep. And like, I'll be like, Oh, I'm falling. it's happening. I'm going to sleep. I need to get in a bed or a chair or something. So I can, you know, that's totally how it goes with me. And I feel myself, I've done hit that wall and now I'm falling to the ground. So I need to go to my bed, which is like in the other room. 
I've done said that a few times. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye. For now. Trick, trick or treat. Smell my feet. How? Um. Jamata. This has been Being Awesome with Rob Springer. Transform!